about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. I want to talk about, we've, we've spoken about five different mentalities that stop us from rising. Five different mentalities already I've spoken about that, that have stopped us from rising. We call them, can anyone remind me, the first one was what? The entitlement mentality. Uh, the second one was the treadmill mentality. The entitlement mentality is those, especially with the young ones in this generation, that we feel we're entitled to it. Success has to come to us. We, we don't have to work for it. God has paid the price. Our parents have worked so hard, so we're entitled. You're not entitled to anything. Uh, you have to fight for it. Uh, we spoke about the treadmill mentality, where you're just on a treadmill and you're just running, but nothing is happening. We spoke about the what? Indi- Dependent mentality where you live your life not under subjection or no, not under submission of any kind of authority or mentorship, you understand, and, and you're just doing what you want to do. Then we spoke about the, th- the fourth one, we spoke about the what? Validation mentality where I went to town regarding Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, and all that kind of stuff that you do not get your validation from people around you but from God. And last week, based on the life and legacy of our dear sister we spoke about what the selfish mentality all these things are the things that we took from the life of the children of Israel that will stop us from rising this year I want to end up this series by talking about the sixth mentality that stops us from rising I call it the fear mentality the fear mentality the fear mentality let's read um, Numbers chapter 13 Numbers chapter 13 And I will read from verse 30. It says, But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Are you sure this thing is on? This the AC is on. Okay. I'm not not sure. Uh, But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored would devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there. The descendants of Anak. Next to them we felt like what? Grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. How did they know? They thought, did they have that discussion? And said, oh, we, you know, we're Israelites. Uh, how do we compare to you? Uh, and they said, we look like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Now, in the book of um, chapter 14, verse 6, it says, verse 6 to 9, it says, two of the men who had explored the land... Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of um, Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord 
And don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection. But the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. I read this week that there are at least 322 unique phobias that have been identified. The phobia comes from the Greek word for fear and refers to a panic that is completely out of proportion to the perceived threat behind it. Uh, Extreme cases of phobia can result in escalated anxiety and full-fledged panic attacks. Uh, here are some of the top, top, top fears or top phobias that I came across. How many people know acra, uh, an acrophobia? It is an irrational fear of height. You know, height. Uh, some people have that fear of height. And like when we go to Orlando or go to all those uh, amusement parks where, you know, you have all that thing going all over the place. I tend not to go quite close to it because I believe that the Bible says wherever the sole of your feet shall tread upon. My feet ain't treading upon nothing up there. And so I kind of just don't really tend to do it. Uh, even my child sometimes challenges me to do it and I sometimes do it once out of shame but after that I don't care how fast it goes oh it's the best thing that you have ever had that ain't my problem Uh, I ain't doing it uh, because I just cannot see I don't like going to places where I'm not in control I remember one time they took me out for a party and I didn't know that it was going to be on the river, you know, the London. Uh, uh, and I got there and after a while I said, um, uh, can, I, can I get off? And I said, oh no. <laughs> you, are, you know, that's, that's called aquaphobia. You know, aquaphobia where you have the fear of, of water. And many of us have the fear of water. That's why many of us don't know how to swim. Many of you don't know how to how to swim. Uh, you don't know how to swim because your parents told you, don't go anywhere near the water. Don't go near the sea. Don't go near the stuff. Because 45 years ago, they had a close experience. So they have projected that fear upon you. And you, you will never go swimming. In fact, I see it most of the time. Because when I baptize people, even I baptize them here. The water is here. And sometimes they even have the fear of going being baptized. Sometimes I can't decide whether it's the Holy Spirit or it's the fear of water. Either way... There's a fear of water. Arachnophobia. The fear of spiders. And I wanted to do this today. In like bring a spider in here and just release it. But I... I kind of felt that if I released that spider in this place, some weeds would disappear. Uh, nails, we might be finding some nails all over the place. Some people will have no decency at all and just, and just disappear. I remember one of my daughters who, uh, so who, there was a spider. In fact, it was my son that knew she was afraid of spider. And she said, he said, spider, spider. 
she dropped her child, dropped her baby, and just ran. And so, and my question was, so you left your baby in harm's way uh, because of a spider. You can, it's, it's an intense fear uh, that operates behind the scene. I wonder if you can guess this. I came across two fears. One is ecclesiophobia. Ecclesiophobia. And that's the fear of church. <laughs> Some people actually fear church. They fear coming to church. They fear walking into church. And I found homophobia um, coming from homoletics, which is the fear of salmon. And some of you walked into church right now and you're thinking, what is he going to say today? I'm just going to encourage you and help you. Nothing difficult. Uh, but some people have the fear of salmon. Some people even have the fear of commitment. Mm. Mm. They have the fear of commitment. They have the fear of committing, committing to a relationship. They, 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 they're single. They have been in a relationship for over six years. They have not uh, 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 committed uh, to anything. And here the woman is, every single time someone gets engaged and she goes, and she's thinking in her mind, fool, when are you going to... Uh, engage me. And you know the, the problem is that let me just encourage the women. Stop giving them everything. You know, because there's nothing left. You give them food, you cook their food, you wash their clothes, and also you give them sex. How on earth would he engage you when there's nothing else for you to give? So stop it. Because if you don't stop it, you will be celebrating other people who have denied other fools what not to have. Uh, some men are just smiling. Women, listen to moi. I'm telling you, you really got to learn to stop. That's why you're there for a long time. He's afraid of commitment. He's afraid of paying bills. He's afraid of doing anything. And you know what has happened? As I said on Wednesday, pick up the tape. He says, the problem is that mommy did it for him. And now you are doing it for him. You are mothering him. You are buying his clothes. You are saying you're taking care of him. Him, and the guy never takes any responsibility. Fear of commitment. Because if I commit myself to you, I don't know if you would know my flaws. I don't know if, how you would treat me with my weakness. I don't know what you are going to do with my life. And many people have that fear, so they don't progress. They don't progress. The way you interact with people it, uh, mostly is out of fear. You don't interact with them because you are fearful. In fact, let me say this. Some of you, even, you won't interact with other ethnicities. If you are walking into a place and people that don't look like you is not there and you are fortunate enough for someone to bring you an orange juice or a wine, you are holding on to that cup as if that cup is your savior. Ah, because that cup, you just... Because you are fearful of interacting with people who are not like you. And then, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, if you will learn, you now go out with someone, or you're married to someone who just interacts with anyone. Can interact with the Chinese, can interact with the Indians, can interact with the wives, can interact with the British, can interact with the Americans, can interact with the South Africans. Uh, just, just free thinker, free, just all over the place. And here you are, so I don't see this a lot, and then you leave the place, and the woman is saying, you need, you need to tone it down. 
You really need to, you know, sometimes it's good to be just quiet, just, just reserved. It's a lie. You're projecting your low self-esteem and your fear upon someone else who does not share that kind of stuff. Get out of it! Uh, because most of the time, God wants to take you to a higher height. As I read recently, a long time ago, I actually connected with, the, with this great man um, uh, 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 recently. I haven't met him in person. But I, I wrote this down a long time ago. Fear is the greatest silencer of success. Dr. Fletcher wrote that. Fear is the greatest silencer of success. Fear is the cause of many mental and physical diseases ranging from phobia to asthma to high blood pressure, strokes, nervous condition. Fear-filled words have the power to destroy, have the power to tear down, have the power to discourage, to depress, to malign, and even call into being death and diseases. Our words bring it into pass, to bring it to pass. And left unchecked, fear and all its cousins will keep you in a state of discouragement, frustration, and denial. In its worst state, it can destroy your business, your career, your marriage, your health, and your happiness. Because many people are operating out of fear. You are in a relationship, you are married, and because of what Johnny did to you before you got married, you are still treating Jack the way you are treating Johnny. And so you're always looking at uh, any, any text that comes in. Oh, who sent you a text? Uh, any WhatsApp pimp that comes in. Oh, who sent you the WhatsApp? And then you say, oh, just a friend. And as soon as he drops the phone and he walks out, you, you quickly go there. You will die young. You have the fear that he will cheat and you're portraying that on him or vice versa. If a, oh God, if a man is going through a woman's phone, uh, you need counseling. Come. Because to be honest with you, I don't have the time. You can't cheat on me. Because God in heaven is watching me. And even if you cheat, it may be because God wants to use you to move me forward. Because if there was no Judas, there would be no salvation. And if the brothers of Joseph didn't cheat on him and left him alone, he would not be the prime minister. I always say to people, you cannot be cheated when your father in heaven is there. They may think they're cheating you, but God is watching from heaven. God is a God that can turn things around. In fact, he can take away the first to establish the second. That's what my God can do. So why would I worry? You're looking at his email. You're looking at the phone. You're looking when he goes to work or she goes to work. You're trying to track them down. You even put a tracker in the tracker. Ah, ah, it's fear. And let me give you a scripture that may help you. Job 3.25 says, For the thing which I greatly fear is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come to me. So when the thing comes to you, it's because you've portrayed, you've prophesied, you've spoken into existence. Something that shouldn't even be there. Got to deal with yourself. How do we know we are operating in this fear mentality? We can see from the children of Israel. Because any of these conditions will cause worry will cause doubt, will cause anxiety. I know many relationships have broken up because of this fear of mistrust. 
And nobody moves forward in life without trust. How do I know? Here are some signs of fear. You show big reluctance to make important decisions and take calculated risk. It's a fear mentality. You're constantly worried about what others think about you and worried that they think less of you if you take certain actions. Fear of rejection. Number three, you suffer from low self-esteem. You're constantly underestimating yourself and your ability. You're always staying within your comfort zone, unwilling to venture out and experience new things or meet new people. Many people are staying in in that comfort zone. You, you carry around a, 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 a gurning, a, 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 a deep, a feeling of impending doom. It's a fear mentality. Some people prefer to stay in the same job or in the same unhappy relationship even if they are bankrupting you emotionally. You're in that relationship, it is going nowhere. And there are some people here, and I'm praying God will deliver you, you're in a relationship that's going nowhere, you're with friends that are taking you nowhere, and you're stuck in a job that is leading to nowhere. And you wonder why you're so depressed. It's because you have this fear that I can't step out of this. You have this fear that if I step out of this relationship, what exactly is going to happen? Do you realize one thing? That when you place man above God, you have nothing. And, and many people, and I've sat down with many people and I'm counseling them and saying, in this relationship, what is God saying? I am praying. I'm like, you're not praying. You have actually handed over the power to make a decision on someone else and you're saying God's will be done if you see that guy who you've been going out for five years suddenly sending out invitation uh, letters to other people that I'm having my traditional wedding. Behind your back. I've seen it before. Guy was at home waiting for him while he was doing a traditional wedding and 500 or 200 people were just down the road having their stuff going and she, 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 she was at home calling him and leaving nasty messages while he was having a happy time. And when I said, well, it's God's will. It's not God's will. You handed over your decision to someone else because you had the fear of stepping out. Are you following what I'm saying? Some people have this fear of socializing, building new friendships. They minimize the chances of building new friendships because they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get exploited. Can I say this? Love is a love is faith in action. Many people have what I call physical symptoms, like physical and mental tensions, knots in the stomach. And, and, and I've experienced this before in the initial stages of Worship Tabernacle. Even when we moved into this building, the, every Sunday morning, as soon as we sat, sat and I hear praise and worship going, I just feel this kind of churning, kind of 
stuff going on in my stomach and I just rushed to the toilet at that particular time it was that toilet upstairs and then I rushed into the toilet and the whole three cubicles is occupied and I'm like oh god oh god I wish my pastoral uh, authority doesn't extend to knocking on the door and tell someone to get out uh, uh, and I kind of just had that kind of feeling when I now moved into my office where I only had my own toilet I don't feel that anymore it's very funny how provision gets rid of uh, uh, some certain things in your life but you have this kind of feeling uh, are people going to come are they not going to come uh, what is going to happen is praise and worship going to be right is it not going to be right and I'm sitting in the service I want to control the ushers going to control the place I want to control the children now 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 it's fear sleeplessness indigestion increased blood pressure amongst others and sometimes fear can also stop us from getting medical help we don't want to know what is going on there we'll rather keep trying to walk it through so, the question is, why do we think negatively? Could it be that we cannot believe for the best because we fear that things may not happen as we hope? Then what? Sometimes we become fearful and start believing that even our prayers do not work. And we do not want to be disappointed again. Some of us, we are fearful that if we confess positive thoughts, we will be embarrassed if they prove to be wrong. Some may even believe that they don't deserve the best, so they automatically speak negative words based upon fear. Let me tell you why we take confessions in Worship Tabernacle. Is we take confessions because I would rather sit down with a confession that has a promise than side up with a confession that is negative. I would rather speak like the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and say, you know what? I trust in God, so I speak the word of God. If God chooses not to save me, I still will not bow down to saying anything negative about myself. I will still say the but I don't care how it turns out, but I know I would not buy my tongue and buy my mouth uh, right my obituary. I will still speak what God says I will speak. He says, if, they, if, I, if, they, if God doesn't choose to save us, we will die, but we will not bow down to this golden image. So I speak long life upon our lives. I speak that we will live long in health and in prosperity. Yes, we speak it. We believe it. Because if we don't, the devil will run riot amongst our midst. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So let me quickly give you some certain things and we close. There are some certain things that will make you a constant winner. A failure to develop this mentality against that fear mentality will expose you to a lifetime of struggle. And you can't be successful if you're ruled by fear. You can't be successful. So let me give you two or three things. Number one, you've got to do what I call dethrone security. You've got to dethrone security. What do you mean by that, pastor? You must decide once and for all that it's more important for you to have courage to do what you must do to succeed rather than you cling on to something that makes you feel safe. And you know the reason why many of us will not step out of that job, step out of that relationship, is because we cling on to it and we feel safe. 
We feel safe and secure in a negative situation than stepping out to find what God has for us. So the children of Israel says, we would rather stay being a slave than us stepping out and fighting the giants. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Many of us, we, 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 we feel safe doing the same things over and over and over again because we can't step out. Some of you, since you are born, in fact, some of you, since you made your own decision, it's still the same hairstyle you've had over 25 years ago. Since the same thing. And if someone says, if you go to the hairdresser and say, let me kind of call it, no, 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 no. Just keep doing the same thing. In fact, some of your hairdressers, they can close your eyes and they can do it without even thinking. In fact, but, yeah, because you're still in the same thing. You don't want to step out. You don't want to check other things. In fact, your clothing, the way you dress, is actually influenced by your fear. Some women will say, I will never wear a skirt. Why? Because one man who is useless has said to you, your legs, he can't create even a spider. He was financially, mentally, and emotionally bankrupt. And he had the authority to say to you that your legs are not particularly straight. Look at his legs. And from then on, you will never wear a skirt. I've experienced it before. When I was in university, one lady walked up to me. No emotional attachment. I don't know how the devil was successful in sending that demon to me. Uh, I said to you, you know, you don't look good in short, short, short sleeves. And for five years after that, in Africa, where it's hot, I couldn't wear short sleeves. One day, just don't avoid me like, hang on. So, my entire life is predicated on what one person said. I remember when I was learning to play the keyboards, one lady watched it, he, he said, you're tone deaf. Yes. You're, 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 you know, maybe I was. <laughs> maybe I was. But I kept going on. Because if I stuck with that single word I am clinging on to the security that I don't want anyone else to tell me I'm tone deaf now I'm not tone deaf if they go out of court in church they know I'm looking back like are you for real <laughs> having realized that God will lead me to develop choirs in churches all over the place and you can't be a leader of a choir if you're tone deaf because man did not create you. It is God that created you. So we're sitting down in that same place. Sometimes fear makes us to be stubborn. We resist change. We are afraid. The children of Israel were afraid of change. When you dethrone security, you walk by faith and not by fear. It, do you know that the older you get and the more experience we have, the more fear becomes a reality. This is because fear is based on facts and not faith. And some of us, we are a projector of fear in our relationships. We're saying to ourselves, oh, you can't buy that property. Oh, well, how can we buy that property? It's because we feel that we're going to be committed to it. And so we kind of have that kind of fear going through our minds. 
It's, it's a fear that we can't move forward. I've said this before and I'll share this again. I remember I came from a not well-to-do family. Actually, they were poor. Uh, uh, and, 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 and here I am, I'm marrying a woman who they came from a well-to-do family. And my fear of poverty was projected on my wife. And even when we wanted to buy a car, I've shared this before, I was believing God for a kind of car. She was believing God for a kind of car. And we believe that when we hold each other's hands, we are in agreement. So we'll pray. While she was believing God for a Mercedes, I was believing God for a Honda Accord. And that Honda Accord, if you put levels of faith, I was believing God trying to get my level of faith to rise to buy the Honda Accord. She was way beyond that. It was only one day, as I said, I've shared before, that I just said to her, Hang on, we are agreeing. What exactly are we agreeing on? What car are you actually believing God for? I said, ah, I'm believing God for a Mercedes. I'm like, Like, no wonder God hasn't answered our prayers. Like, are you for, are you for, are you for, where's, where's the money coming to? I said, you got to think big. You preach, think big. And, and all that kind of stuff. I said, okay, okay, okay. Let's agree again. Uh, God. And then I held her. I said, you pray. Since I know I'm praying with one ear, lack of faith, and the other fear. And she prayed, simple prayer. Three months down the line, my job changed. They gave me a job. I had a, a, a massive increase. They paid for all my flights. And then they gave me a car allowance that covers and had more money left while we got the car. And then she looked at me and said, you see, we, we, we got the car. That was the day I was ashamed of myself. Because I married her. I usually pray for three hours. She could barely pray for 30 minutes. She had more faith than my three hours. It's not how long you spend in prayer. It's how you develop yourself in God. And so I started to walk in that kind of faith. I started to walk in her faith. That's why associations are really good. Because they can, they can, they can take you by the bootstrap. They can pick you up and they can throw you through the wall, through the ceiling and say, I know Jesus can heal you. They can strike, they can, they can pull you, dragging you, kicking and screaming and throw you into your destiny. Because associations take us up or it destroys us. It was an association. I knew I didn't have faith, so I piggybacked on her faith. Like, what else do we need to get? <laughs> so, when we wanted to buy a house, I said, he said, honey, what house are you looking for? I said, hmm, I'm piggybacking on your faith. You go look, I follow. And so I was following everywhere. In fact, the house we're living in right now, she had seen it beforehand. I didn't see it. I drove past it. Uh, <laughs> you don't look at what you know. I, I drove past it. It was not it. In fact, the speed I went past it was really. I went for the one down the road. When we were coming, I said, But you didn't even look at that house. I'm like, She said, Faith. I said, Yeah, yeah, I remember. Let me pick it back on your faith. We got there. We stood outside. I said, She said, Oh, I've called them many times and all that. So I picked up the phone and I called them. How much is this house and all that? And I said, You know what? I said, how can we speak to the people who own the property? They said, oh, they're not around. You know, they have these estate agents. I said, I'm coming into the office. I'll write you a check of 5,000 pounds. I'll put it down as a deposit. If we pull out, you can take the money. Did I have 5,000 pounds? No. I'm piggybacking on someone else's faith. 
I had, they said, oh, can we call you back? In five minutes, they called back. They said, oh, the owner said they can see us. And the rest is history. So, let me just give you this for free. If you don't have, make sure the ones who are around you also have faith. Because if they don't have faith, like the children of Israel, they will die in the wilderness. Joseph, um, uh, uh, Caleb and, uh, and Joshua and their own family. The rest died. Are you following what I'm saying? Because sometimes we have this fear and many people never step out from renting to owning. Many people never step out of business because they are holding on to the security of where they are. Number two. Let me give you this. The first word was what? Dethrone security. Dethrone security. Winners take chances. Every, like everyone else. They fear failing, but they refuse to let fear control them. Winners take chances. Let me give you this before I go into number two. You know, the, the Bible says, the children of Israel, they got to the Red Sea. And when they got to the Red Sea, they started praying. Do you know at one, one point in time, you know what God said to them? Let's read it. Exodus fourteen fifteen, the living Bible. Put it up. He says, then the Lord said to Moses, quit praying. Mm-hmm. And get the people what? Moving. Keep, quit praying and start moving. He says, forward what? Right. Do you know that many people are praying because it is a security, lazy security? They would rather pray for 21 days than to step out and go and get the thing. The Bible didn't say pray. It says watch and pray. Watch means move. So many people are praying. Okay, enough. At one point, they should say, Attention! Forward! March! Move! But many people are, It's like machine guns. It is doing nothing. God said to him, He says, Moses, 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 I've had enough. I've had enough. The Bible says that God is not deaf, that he doesn't care about us. I'm getting off. What I'm telling you to do is use what is in your heart. No angel came. God didn't build a bridge over the, over the Red Sea. Neither did he tunnel through. He just said, you're going to not fly over. You're not going to jump over. You're going to walk through it. And trust me, it was not a very good sight. Because if you ever go to the sea, and that sea passes away, as you're walking, you're seeing the shark come out. You're seeing the sharks. And there are different sharks. White sharks, blue sharks. Have you ever heard, see, watched this film? Uh, Jaws. And so if you're walking through it, you're hearing... And then it starts to go up higher, higher, higher. And here you are, walking through. And then you just see one whale go through. And you're like... Did God actually say we should walk through? Because it was like 60, 30, 40 feet high. God says walk through it. Because if you don't walk through it, you're not going to get through it. Number two, disregard circumstances. Dethrone security, disregard circumstances. Do you realize that fear is faith in reverse? Anything God created, the devil tried to create a counterfeit. So God used the tool of faith, the devil recreated it and used the tool of fears. Both will produce the same result. You can handle your problems with fear or you can handle it with faith. Both will bring a promotion of either you or the problem. 
Disregard circumstances. Tap someone, say, know you're bigger than the problem. I just missed that. Do you realize that Joshua was fighting a war and he had a daylight problem? And he just looked at the sun. Stay there. Moon, stay there. I'll come back to you. And he stood still because Joshua was bigger than the problem. David saw Goliath and says, you are circumstances of sacrifice Philistine. What's your problem? Okay, it's time you die. Enough threats. Today, I will take off your head and I will make it to be marmalade or, 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 or I will make it to be a, 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 an a la carte for the, for the birds of the air. They, they will take either the eyes, the ears, the nose, anything they want. I'm going to take it off right now. Because he saw, he didn't see the problem, he saw the promise. The rest of the people saw the problem. He knew he was bigger than the problem because he had a big God. And many of us would ask, I have a very big God. Oh, he's always by my... You say, lie! You really don't believe that. A very big God. And some people say, how big is your God? They say, ah! They set yourself in your mind. Is it the problem that is big? Or is it your God that is big? Get to a stage where there are no more problems in your spirit only promises you've got to get there whatever has been created in your life is subject to the creator not the created and number three develop trust in God dethrone, disregard and develop dethrone, disregard and develop develop trust in God put your trust in the one that is greater than you fear Chips away at your intimacy with God. Because sometimes we see God himself even as the problem. Some people know the promises. Even try to use them. But they are still fearful and afraid. Because they are not sure that God is faithful to perform it. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 the message Bible says don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Tap someone beside you and say, don't panic. panic. You're walking into that job tomorrow. Don't panic. Don't panic. He said, don't panic. I am with you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Don't panic. Many of you are thinking, oh, cancer, cancer. Don't panic. Don't fear. Don't entertain it. Don't wake up every single morning and you're doing an examination. Because sooner or later, what you're looking for, you will find. Don't panic. Stand still. Make sure you have a medical one say, yeah, but after that, leave the rest unto God. Don't panic. Uh, They're talking about prostate cancer. I can't every single time be examining myself. I've got too many things to do than that. Don't panic. Don't, Don't panic about the job. You went for the job interview. They don't like you. Leave the place. And you know what? Many of us panic and we lose the interview. Because they're not looking for someone who is not confident. They're looking for someone who is confident. So when you walk in, they can sort you out if you're confident or you're not confident. How many people have walked into a job interview and they didn't even talk about the interview? I walked into a job interview before, and as I saw the guy, I said, hello. If I, someone was, when we want to shake their hands, he said, hey, hey, hello. As if your whole life is in their hands. Shake their hands, look them square in the face. If I, some of you will even go to a restaurant, and the waiter is bigger than you. Yeah. 
I can't remember where I went to. One of, it wasn't the Duchess, it was one of the reeds or something. I sat there. And you know, they, they, they come to you. They would, sometimes the way, the way they, 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 they speak to you, you need to be careful. So I'm there for afternoon tea. I've tried this before. And then I sat there. I didn't know how many tea flavors. I didn't know there were a lot of them. So I was asking. I didn't know. Eh? I didn't know, but I'm paying. <laughs> I'm sitting there. and says, what kind of tea do you have? I said, yeah, we, 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 we have over 40. I'm looking at him. Okay, start naming them. <laughs> Tell me each of the 50. He said, are you sure, sir? I, absolutely, so I can make a decision. So he opened the thing like, hey, I'm paying here, man. I'm not less than you. And I don't disrespect you. But sure to God, you're not bigger than I am. I'm not going to panic because I sat down in a restaurant that if I don't pay for you, you have no salary. Get rid of that. And some of you will never even enter into those places. They're cheap. They're not expensive. They just look outside. Wear a suit, wear a tie, walk in. They don't know where you're coming from. And then we had a good rapport afterwards. Don't panic. I walked into a job interview. The guy was asked, as he saw me, he said to me, and I sat down, he said, how are you? He said, I'm cool, I'm fine. Uh, just a bit disappointed of the football match last night. He says, what team do you support? I said, Arsenal. He says, oh, I'm a Tottenham fan. I said, wow. If you, that's why if you employ me, we'll have a lot to say every Monday morning when we walk in. Because Tottenham and Arsenal, before, not now, we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't gel. And we had a discussion on football. And afterwards he says, we'll get back to you. We'll get, I knew I've got the job. He didn't ask me no single, single uh, uh, technical question. Because I know I was useless with technical aspects. But I could talk. God gave me a gift to talk. Talk. And if they reject you, move away. They gave me the job. And I ended up working for Microsoft. Just based on the fact that I didn't panic. Do you, when they brought the job description, you know, they will, they will list like 20 things that you have. Even the, the boss didn't have five. And they listed 20. Still apply. What's the worst case scenario? No. But apply. After 24 rejections, I knew there was no question you would ask me in any interview I go that I'm not ready. Rejections actually makes you get to your selection. Disregard it. Develop trust in God. God says, don't panic. When you walk into a situation, don't panic. If the guy leaves you, don't panic. If the girl leaves you, don't panic. Don't cry. Don't fall apart. Because they left you because God is preparing something better for you. If you didn't get the house, don't panic. Don't panic. Move forward. Oh, my credit. My credit is messed up. Move forward. Because with God, all things are possible. Let me leave you with this. Never let your present situation delete the hand of divinity. When you trust God, he will say that land is yours. No matter the giants in there, it is yours. No matter the people in there, it is yours. Many of you are going to walk tomorrow and you have trepidation. You have fear because of the people who are there. The Bible says I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? My trust is in the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Dethrone security. Do you understand? Disregard circumstances and develop trust in God. And believe me, that fear mentality will start to break down. It won't happen in one day. But the more you start to walk in the promises of God, the more you start to have boldness to take the next step. Did you get anything from it?
You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.